And hello, sports fans of the Rio Grande Valley, and welcome to another episode of the South Texas Border Sports Podcast. Don't forget, fans, you can catch our episodes every Monday through anchor.fm forward slash STBS. We are continuing our celebration of Edinburgh Baseball Stadium's 20th anniversary. Now, we've seen over the years, a lot of baseball games we played from high school level, little league opening ceremonies to professional baseball and college baseball. But this guest here uh, came from the Dodgers organization and be- quickly became one of the household favorite names. He is <laughs> one of the starting pitchers that led the Edinburgh Roadrunners to to with multiple championships he is none other than california native and true blue dodger fan pedro flores pedro welcome aboard how's everything going hey thanks for having me man um good everything's good um you know still still coaching over here still involved in baseball and and uh here with uh you know enjoying the california weather man that's excellent, Pedro. Uh, I just got to ask you, you know, how, how did you um, how did you end up pitching here in Edinburgh, Texas? Um, so years ago when I was, I was with the Dodgers, I got traded to the Blue Jays and then released from them. I uh, got a call from uh, a friend saying, hey, man, there's a job in uh, Lafayette. Do you want to go? Um, it's independent baseball, all new to me. Um, I was like, all right, you know, let, let, let's do this. So look, th- throughout that year, I, we played San Angelo a couple times and Chad was over there, Treadway. Um, and I did well against him. You know, um, he's a pretty good player, veteran player. So at the end of the year, um, we were told that our team was going to fold. There was going to be a new team in Edinburgh. Um Chad ended up getting the job. So he reached out, he got my number probably through the front office um, in, um, in uh, Lafayette. So we ended up talking, we agreed, you know, Hey, I do want to continue to play. I'd love to go to South Texas. Um, and from there, it's just, you know, we just, we, we did our thing. We uh, went down early uh, for spring training, met him, met the family. Um, and, you know, the rest is history. Uh, you know, Pedro, I mean, one of the things that I, I guess that the public here in South Texas uh, fell in love with your pitching was, I, I guess, the passion in, in which you pitched the games. Uh, how were how you able to just uh, quickly become adapted to South Texas and, you know, become one of those household names that uh, that people won't forget uh, when you pitched here in Edinburgh? Um, you know what? I, th- I think I was just blessed. Um, I- I've always worked hard, worked hard when I was younger, worked hard um, in junior college and high school. You know, I got drafted. Um, but adapting has never been trouble for me uh, at all because I, I played with uh, El Monte Dukes, which is a pretty good travel ball team over here. But we did a lot of traveling. Um by the time I got to you guys, um, I had played in Great Falls, Montana. I played in Florida. I was used to the traveling, you know, um, so that the adapting to different cities, small towns, big towns, whatever, um, has always come easy. Um, 
you know, and then I just got off to a great start. It was, you know, Chad just saying, hey, man, do your thing. You know, I remember you uh, pitching against me. Go out, do your thing, have fun, enjoy it. Um, and then everything from the front office down to the players, to the clubhouse managers, everything was just, it was done right. It was done smooth. Um, so as a player, you just showed up to the park, you did your thing, you played. And then after that, you know, you hung out with the guys. Um, so it was a good time, you know, and then plus we were winning. Um, so it made everybody, you know, um, you know, loose and loose, uh, in the clubhouse, loose during the games, we had fun. Um, and then, you know, um, we had the right manager, the right, the right coaching staff, um, to guide us, you know, so it, it was easy to play for Chad and, and the rest of the crew. You know, I, I've got to ask, you know, um, the winning became apparent, but how special was it to be uh, with a group of guys that were uh, new to this environment? Yes, you, you had a couple of players uh, that were from the area, but how did uh, how did that quickly sink and gel together that you guys were able to put on such a quality product uh, for the fans out there that kept showing up night after night? Um, I would just have to say it's, it was pretty much Chad putting a team together. Uh, we got, we got together early and, and, and we talked, he's like, look, I'm the new, new manager here. Do you know if anyone, uh, any of your friends from California, I'm trying to build a team here. Do you know anyone, um, that would be willing to come out and play and, and, um, you know, they're not done with pro ball yet and, and they got released and they're looking for a spot to play. So, um, I invited some of my friends, some of the older guys, uh, Ricky Magdaleno, um, Ishmael Garcia, uh, Pete Cervantes. We all played together over here in, um, in LA. Um, but I think it was just even like the, your hometown heroes, like, you know, Eric uh, Gonzalez, he made it easy. We came up, uh, we met and we hung out a lot and we had a good time. Um, and I think it was just uh, the right mix of players um, it was a new stadium early on. Um, the fans made it fun. Uh, the The atmosphere was electric, um, you know. And and again, we were winning, but we were we we were working hard as much as we were winning, having a good time. We showed up to the park ready to work out, ready to run, ready to do whatever was necessary to, you know, because for two for two main reasons, right? Um, you're in, in independent ball, so if you're going to stay there the whole year. You know, you're not one of those guys that get picked up to get into affiliated ball. Um, you want to win. You want to be on a winning team. So our focus was to win a championship. And the other focus was to do good enough to hopefully get picked up again by a, an affiliated team and then, you know, make a run with them, whatever team that may be. So our two goals were there. Um, we, we just we got along great. Uh, Chad did a good job of managing the clubhouse, letting us do our thing. And when things were out of line, maybe uh, sometimes uh, you know, the coaching staff stepped in and we all talked about it and got over it quick, but we were all professional, you know, we, we were focused and, and we wanted to win. Now, I, I got to ask you, you know, with the stadium uh, having the double walls, uh, as you've seen over the years, it's gone through some of the renovations. How, how difficult of a place uh, was it to pitch early on, especially with the uh, left field being a 
or being a little bit of a home run alley type place. How how difficult of a place was it for you to pitch? Um, at first, I mean, you, you can't. I mean, it got to a point where we just understood. Like even late in my career, all of us that played there or played in El Paso, you know, the balls are are blowing out, the wind's blowing out. Um, it was just pitch to the park. You still have to pitch inside and show inside, you know, as a, as a pitcher, you can't just go away, 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 which is pretty much my whole game, fastball away, change up away, but you still couldn't get away from pitching and you had to pitch inside and, and show it inside. And if, you know, if you got hurt inside, I mean, there's guys who, who've broken their bats on a change up off, you know, on the ground and are still hitting home runs. So you just had to be careful, but you still had to go out there and compete, adjust, um, when that wind was blowing out, we just, we pitched away more. We threw more sinkers to try to get some ground balls or something. So, you know, we did some homework as well. Um, you know, but I had a lot of success at that field. Um, I had fun with it. Um, I think the rest of the pitching staff did because we, we, we were pretty damn good when we, we all, when we were together, you know. I, I must be remiss to ask you about the second, the first championship, the first season that you were, here in Edbrook, Texas, uh, there was a particular story that's been uh, shared to me by the original public address announcer, Tony Farina, where you kind of fell into uh, a uh, disguise mode where you dressed up as Rowdy the Roadrunner, warming, <laughs> up, warming up in front of the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. How true was that story? <laughs> yeah, that was me. Um, we were, I mean, I mean, you've known me for a while um, in the clubhouse and in the, in the dugout, I've always been the guy to kind of mess around and joke around. I mean, I was a starting pitcher. So I'm focused for one day and the other four days that I have off, I'm like, what am I doing? You know, uh, in the dugout, I'm trying to mess with the guys and keep things loose. So, so I got wind of the, the, the Dallas coming over the girls and, and they were going to do a show or whatever. And I'm like, all right, well, how can I get close to them? Um, so it's funny, I was talking to one of my buddies or whatever, and then we walked upstairs to go to, um, the clubhouse and it just happened to be that Rowdy was right there on like just the, the, the mascot uniform was right there. And I said, Hey, you know what? I'm going to put this on and, uh, <laughs> I'm going to start running. I'm going to like kind of work myself in. So, you know, pitchers, they do laps, they do pulls. So I put on the whole uniform, big, big old helmet, started running some pulls, um, I heard, uh, Winston was really upset. Like, Hey, what's going on? We just cleaned that. And then by the time he got down to find out to say, Hey, you know, we need to stop this or whatever. I had already started stretching out and doing, <laughs> doing some, uh, stretches in front of the girls. Um, it was, it was a funny time. That was probably one of the, one of the times where I was just like, uh, one of my better ones, I guess my better jokes or whatever. And then after, um, Winston comes by and says, Hey, you know, what, what's going on? He thought it, he thought it was someone else. I said, Hey, Winston, it's me, man. I'm just trying to like sneak in over here. And he's like, well, dang it. <laughs> he's like, we just washed it. You know, we just washed it. We just cleaned that. So be careful. So that's my story for that. <laughs> oh, I, you know, an additional question I do have to ask about that. Were, were you scheduled to pitch that night of the performance? Uh, <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think I would have done it. Um, but I, I truth, truthfully, I can't remember. Maybe I would have done it because, you know, you have so much time off 
you're just waiting around for 6.30 to come out. Um, before I would, my, my routine was show up 5.30, 6.30, I'm out there stretching. And then um, a few minutes before the game, you know, I'm throwing. So you have a lot of time to mess around and to kind of like, uh, I guess, analyze your opponents and all this other stuff. Um, but I don't think, I don't think I did it that game, but truthfully, I can't, I can't remember, but it, it, it sure sounds like me. I, I could have. <laughs> you know, I just, I just got to ask, you know, what, I mean, aside from all this, the special moments and all the camaraderie that you, you lived through um, at Edward Baseball Stadium, what's been your favorite two moments that you can remember off, off top of your head? I would say it, it, it would have to just be winning the championship. Um, you know, there's so much that goes on in road trips. You know, there's playing poker all night. Um, going out with the boys, making those, uh, those, those cool memories, having fun with those brothers. Um, but I think in the end, it has to be, it, it has to be winning those championships. Cause when you win that final game, you make that final out, um, you kind of, there's, there's a part of you. I think that you kind of just think back of like, um, maybe you didn't get along with the manager or coach and there's all these ups and downs, a roller coaster or whatever. But for that moment, when you make that last out, like, you just say to yourself, it was well worth it. It, it was, it, you know, whatever happened in the past, good or bad or whatever, um, you win that championship and then you're just, you know, that, that brotherhood, that baseball brotherhood, you just, you're there, you're winning it together and it's a good time. You celebrate it. Um, and then you look forward to the following year to try to do the same thing to repeat it. So I would say, I mean, there's so many memories, um, you know, the, winning the championships, it's, um, you know, striking people out and passing that bucket um, it's memories like, you know, me dressing up as rowdy. It's, um, it's, it's so many things, um, on and off the field, meeting the people, um, it, everything overall, it was a good experience. I think Edinburgh, the Roadrunners, they did it right in the front office. Um, you know, you hear these horror stories, um, throughout your career where there's some independent ball, uh, teams that aren't paying their players. Um, they couldn't pay their players on time or, all these other things or whatever. And that was never an issue with us. Um, Chad did his best. The front office did their best to, to make sure we were just worried about baseball and, and whatever issue came up, they took care of it. Um, you know, so it was everything from top to bottom, from the beginning to the end, um, from going over there, um, even an off season for vacation um, to meet up with some friends. Um, it, everything was a good time. So there's not just one moment, but, those two championships, those two rings that I have uh, that I wear every day, um, you know, were pretty special. Uh, and you know, uh, speaking to those championships, uh, I want to recall the uh, the second championship where, uh, or actually, yes, the second championship where uh, they bring in Pat O'Sullivan into the mix. Uh, had you ever seen a baseball? destroyed as bad as Pat O'Sullivan did when he hit one to the most difficult part of the baseball stadium, uh, a dead to deep center field. Yeah. Well, Pat was always a big name um, from when he was, he started playing in Greensville. Um, I believe that's when I first met him. Um, that whole crew that they had over there was just, I mean, those guys were hitting bombs. Um, he was doing it in Mexico um, so Pat was always, we already knew of Pat and how good of a hitter he was. And, um, but just to see his BP, I mean, 
he, he was so disciplined. He, uh, he was, you know, working the other way, always working on something. He always had the power. And then when he displayed it, it was just one of those things where you just sit back and how the heck did he crush that, you know, uh, with the wind. And sometimes with the wind blowing in those rare occasions, he would hit him out during batting practice and, and, uh, and not just a regular home run. It's just some guys just have that special, that, that power, that strength, that just, man, you crush it and you just know right off the bat, the sound, it's just gone. You know, he was one of those guys, man. He's a good, he's a good, he's a good dude. As I'm being joined by uh, former Edinburgh Roadrunner pitcher, Pedro Flores, Pedro, uh, I, I just got to be remiss to ask, uh, how many of the, of the teammates that you've played alongside with ha have you kept up with uh, ever since uh, your professional retirement and even you've done this coaching thing in California now? Uh, quite a few. Um, you know, there's, there, you know, one thing that's special is that we, we, we've always had a special team, all, a lot of the teams that I've been on, especially with Edinburgh. Um, so there might be a, a, a period, maybe for a few months or maybe even longer than that, where we don't talk. Um, but then, you know, we text each other, we call each other, you know, like uh, Julio or Eric, um, Anthony Angel, um, a few of those guys and all the guys that are that you know I played with over here um it's like we haven't skipped a beat it's like man how, how you doing how's the family you know remember that one time in Edinburgh remember we were on the road and and whatever about a poker game or whatever you know um but I, I talked to quite a few um we got a lot of, uh, on Facebook um you know Instagram a lot of friends um uh, actually uh Juan Quedecuto actually reached out to me yesterday and he was just asking for, uh, you know, see how things were, what I'm up to and stuff. And, and we chat um, maybe three times a year or something, just random. And we're just talking about our boys, our kids and stuff and, and family, you know, and, and, and just life. Um, so there's quite a few. There's quite a few that we talk to, um, coaching staff, um, Johnny, Mo, all, the, all those guys. Um, it's pretty special, you know. It's like one of those things where I appreciate – them being in my life um, at that time. And then we just hit it off. And um, it's one of those things that probably will never end. I mean, I talked to Mo, sent him a message, uh, Johnny, same thing. And how you doing? And, and we're doing well over here. And we kind of catch up on things, um, you know, so it's, it's pretty special. I do, I do talk to um, quite a few people. You know, one of the names you did mention was Juan Carecuto. And I'll never forget uh, one of the games where, uh, he had an at-bat. The game was in the bottom of the ninth, and we were down two, and I can't remember the opponent off the top of my head. Um, and there was runners on first and third. Uh, next thing you know, uh, he hits a deep bomb to left field, and he just admires it because he knew he got all of it, uh, but it was just a, a matter of it would stay fair or foul in the left field pole. But my God, I mean, that guy had an, an immense power uh, hitting that when he got that, when he hit that, I'm all like, yep, yeah, it's game over. It's yeah. time to go home. And that's probably my favorite moment of Juan Caracuto as a roadrunner. But Pedro, I want to yeah. appreciate you are taking some time out of your busy schedule. I want to wish you nothing but the best out there in California. I know you're coaching the Sierra Vista uh, yeah. high school team, the Dons. I wish them nothing but the best moving forward. Uh, say hello to the family, the kids, 
everyone. Uh, wish you guys nothing but the best moving forward. I appreciate that, man. And, and call me. You have my number. Call me. Text me anytime. Let's catch up again. And uh, you see any of the boys out there, let them know I said hello. Appreciate you, I sure you, man. will. I sure will. Many thanks, Pedro. Thanks. All right, man. Have a good, have a good day. See you, you later. Bye-bye. All right, bye. Hi, sports fans of the Rio Grande Valley. This is your podcast host, Ray Silva. Earlier in the podcast, we had mentioned that Patrick O'Sullivan would be joining our podcast. That, however, will not be possible due to his professional commitment. However, Mr. O'Sullivan does leave his best regards to all of the sports community in the Rio Grande Valley. I hope you guys understand that this is a situation that we cannot control. But thanks for listening, and we will be catching you out there soon. Hello, sports fans. Thanks for listening to another episode of the South Texas Border Sports Podcast. This is your host, Ray Silva. Be tuned next week for another great episode as we drop podcasts every Monday here on anchor.fm forward slash STBS. Don't forget, our podcast can also be found via Google Podcast, Apple iTunes, and Spotify. Thanks for listening.